Welcome to this week's Treasury Career Podcast, where I interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers. We're having a really enjoyable time to a number of treasurers throughout the world about how they built their careers, where they are now, and where they see themselves and the treasury profession going next. In this week's show, I'm really pleased to be joined by Francois Mascalier, the group treasurer of RTL Group, or our senior vice president. So Francois has been with RTL since 1997. Prior to that, he started his career within banking. Uh, one of the other things that you know we'll hear about on our call with uh, Francois is he has a number of other interests. So he's the chairman of the Luxembourg Treasurers Association, ATEL. He has a, he's the chairman of the EACT. Uh, he's, he's a member of many other things as well. So it's a wonder he gets to do his day job as well. But I know he does that very well at RTL. They're very happy since he's been there since 97. Well, really, that's enough about me. I know there's so much we've got to get through with Francois. I'd like to pass it over to you, Francois. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, what we want to do is just maybe talk about how you started within Treasury, where you've developed yep. your Treasury background, and look at the future. So enough about talking to me. It's over to you. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Now, just uh, to say that um, I came to Treasury a, a bit by accident because I'm uh, from uh, my, my initial background was a lawyer, even a tax lawyer, so I'm a doctor in law. I then some uh, uh, studies of economics uh, uh, in the main one before finishing my, my study at the university. And my first job was, as you mentioned, uh, in banking. I worked in the dealing room and then in corporate banking. And... Uh, by chance, one day uh, I have been offered to 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 join a, a large multinational company, an Italian French company, Radia Bengasse, uh, in Brussels in their coordination center, and I discovered the corporate treasury, and and then my career started in treasury. Then I came back to banks afterwards to ABM Row for four years, and then back again to to uh, to corporate treasury, and I think that it's my last uh, comeback to the. Uh, corporate uh, uh, treasury and, and I'm pleased to be still there in treasury at RTL. And when you were at ABN AMRO, you, you sort of got introduced to treasury, as you say, how did that come about or what was that sort of, what was the background to that? Yeah, but uh, I, I wanted to, 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 to change for, for, for several reasons. I was offered a, a job at ABN AMRO and it was more corporate banking. So I was serving the uh, customer and large customer and corporate customers uh, uh, with the, uh, the bank services. I think it was uh, quite interesting because there are a lot of interconnection between corporate banking and, and, and the corporate treasury because they are the supplier, we are the, uh, the buyers. So it was quite interesting to have a, a large variety of, of customers. Then after a while, I, I've been transferred to, to, to Luxembourg in the network of the bank because you know it's a large bank. And, and then I got this opportunity to, to, to come to RTL. I was not convinced, but after a while, I really found the job uh, quite exciting with a, a, a growing and an interesting business. It's quite good. And, you, and when you joined RTL, that was in 97, what was it like then when yeah. you first started there? Well, it was a, a small company. It was called CELTEUFA, a company Luxembourg de Television. It was really a smaller company with six, seven hundred million turnover. Now we are quasi at seven billion turnover. So I also, let's say, follow the company in, in its uh, growth and, and development. So uh, with a listing and uh, uh, in, in London, in Frankfurt, so uh, with a lot of uh, operation, financial operations, it was quite exciting to to uh, accompany the company in, in, in its growth. So, But it was a different company. And then it has been renamed 
after the acquisition of uh, a Pearson TV and merger with uh, 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 audio audio media, we we decided to, uh, to to change the name and to take the most let's say a known name in our uh, uh, group of uh, TV channels, uh, i.e. RTL. And, and with that, you know, how has your role changed? Because if you said it was small at the beginning, how many were in the team then? Uh, and, when, when, I, when I started, I was alone. Oh, and wow. I got an assistant. And then uh, we, we were three for, for a while, four for a couple of years. And then we really uh, uh, got the, uh, the a more decent side when the company started growing after the merger, after the, uh, uh, the listing in London. We got a rating. We got a lot of uh, financing. So uh, we moved to the IFRS in 2000, and then the team uh, slightly grew to, to, to be now a, a team of, uh, of seven person plus my PA, so it's eight person. What is quite, let's say, small or reasonable for a company with uh, such a, a, a highly centralized treasury and, and with such diversified uh, uh, activity in, in treasury and corporate finance. So, Francois, you've taken the team from just yourself standalone within the office there to a team of seven people. How have you achieved that? And what have you, you know, how's that growth developed, as it were? Yeah, but, but we rapidly realized that it was necessary to, to, to grow the team, to get better skills, uh, to, to make sure that we can deliver because the company was growing quite fast. So, one of the challenges in Luxembourg was to, to attract this kind of talent because, you know that Luxembourg is not maybe the best or well-known place. When, when you can attract talent, uh, it's easy to retain the talent, but the attraction, attraction of, uh, of Luxembourg was quite uh, quite difficult one. So that was a, one of my challenges. Uh, 15 years, 20 years ago, it was also quite difficult because uh, Treasury was not as known as today. The Treasury Center in Luxembourg was not as developed as today. And so I guess it's much easier this day to find the right skills when you recruit in Luxembourg. But it was quite, uh, let's say, yeah, a big challenge to find the, uh, uh, the good skills and the, the right person to fit and to, uh, to come to, uh, to supply the team. It's how did you do that? They did over, over time and forming and educating also a lot of, uh, of, uh, of young people because I think that one of the key of the success in a team is also to, to rely on uh, well-educated with experienced people and also to train and to educate yourself, uh, young, young talent. Because treasury is not a job you, you learn and you, you get from university. So something that you learn on the field by doing and by practicing. So it's also good to, to educate your own or part of the team, uh, especially to get uh, young talent and, uh, and to push them. And how did, you, how did you attract that talent? What, what made you any different to any other Luxembourg employer? You know, why why, why do not I'll, I'll try to, to, to convince them that uh, we can offer a good job. I'm really the kind of person who tries to, to give uh, a lot of uh, uh, autonomy and so to delegate a lot of things. So if these talents, they usually come as an intern, are, are satisfying. So uh, I give them more and more and more and so they could develop. And usually our our trainee are quite pleased by by the uh, internship period they, they spend with us, and then we get a certain reputation because they come back to their schools. Uh, I mainly work with two or three schools in France. I try to develop one uh, with a German school, and uh, it's good because there is a sort of uh, a reputation, a good a good echoes, and so uh, we have new uh, new intern coming uh, the year after, and so it's it's quite easy to. To, to attract them, but I, I'll try to convince them that I could give them a, a good job in a good international environment, 
and and abroad because for a French good to to have a, a trainee of uh, of six months outside the country. It's a sort of tradition in France. Uh, I don't know in some other countries, but in France they need to have a, a six months intern after the study. So it's a good opportunity to test and to train them. So it's a combination of people you train, you educate young people for the front day-to-day activities and also uh, experienced people you can attract from other companies. And for, of course, there are people like you to, to detect the good talent uh, oh, yeah. with stronger <laughs> experience. And when you're looking at those, when you're looking at those resumes coming through from, you know, not necessarily the interns, but perhaps a little bit more experience, what are you looking for in there? You know, when I've spoken to some of the other guests with Sarah Jane from GlaxoSmithKline, she was very much into qualifications. That was a big thing. And communication skills were the two things that stood out to her. But obviously you're recru- recruiting in Luxembourg, a more international environment, as, it's, as, as it were. Uh, what, what are you trying to pick out of those, you know, perhaps when people are looking in the future, oh, RTL, trying to work out yeah. what, what it is you're looking for? Uh, of course, we were looking for from uh, for people having some uh, qualification certification. But uh, you know, on the continent, it's less important to get the uh, uh, sort of ACT certification. Some come with the ACT certification. I have one of my teammates uh, asked me to to start the first ACT qualification, but it's not something that I'm really targeting. If it comes great, I'm more looking for the experience. Uh, if they already worked in, in banking or in, in corporate treasury, I try to see if there is a fit. And more and more, and it's one of the challenges of these days, especially with the evolution, with the regulations, with the new technology, we are looking for different skills. So I really, I, I quite, I try to insist on the soft skills because it's quite important in my view to have strong soft skills but also in the art skills i tried to find people having some uh, um, it background so the last uh, uh, lady i recruited in my team she's from singapore and she worked for sunguard for a couple of years so she has a really good uh, let's say expertise in um, it system tms and she could translate our let's say technical needs into um uh, uh, in, into system, and it's 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 quite uh, quite good to have this kind of uh, let's say diversified talent. But I'm not looking for special qualification. If it comes great, I try to find people that could fit within the team. Uh, another one, he came to my team because he had a good experience in bank connectivity. It's also highly technical with Swift, the connection uh, to communicate with banks. And again, these soft skills are quite important because we negotiate on a daily basis with this kind of suppliers from, from everywhere. So so qualification is good, but I'm not only recruiting a, a treasury qualified person. These days you need to have a, a much larger uh, a scope of, uh, uh, of talent. On top of that, I have to specify that I'm corporate treasurer and I'm head of the corporate treasury at Hertel, but I have also a second role. I'm also CRO of the group because we don't have the size uh, to to get the two separate functions. I'm covering also the uh, uh, the ERM uh, enterprises management part, and I need also some talent having this kind of expertise in uh, managing risk, not only the financial risk and reporting the risk. So it's it's a combination. So and again, soft skills are extremely important these days. So for a while, we've uh, obviously talked a lot about your role and over the past and uh, how you've got to where you are now. When, when do you see the future for treasury and treasurers per se, and where do we, where do you see things going from here? Uh, I think that uh, uh, for sure we, we faced over the last uh, 10 years, uh, uh, 
a great evolution of the function, and it's not uh, uh, the end of this uh, evolution or this transformation. Since the uh, global financial crisis and all the consequences, uh, with the new accounting uh, uh, rules like IS39, IFRS9, and the others, uh, our life is slightly different. So more reporting, more regulation, more compliance, uh, stricter uh, uh, accounting rules. So if you compare what we did in the past and what we, we are doing and we, we can do these days, it's, it's much different. So I think that the transformation of the um, treasury function is not yet finalized. Uh, the main evolution we can expect these days is the uh, evolution coming from technology. We talk a lot about uh, about uh, robots, uh, algorithms, uh, about automation of some processes. I think that we still have a, 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 a journey on the uh, automation process, but I have to, to admit that in my view, this uh, automation and robotization of the function, uh, it's not as easy as it seems. Uh, we need we need to to get first a, a better standardization. If you just take the example of the KYC, KYC seems to me something that is really uh, uh, on top of the list of uh, let's say admin burden red tape for all corporate treasurers, and it's something that we cannot harmonize. It's impossible to 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 get at this stage a solution because the banks are not able to to harmonize and standardize the processes. So I think that first we need standardization, and then in the future it would be better to. Um, uh, to go uh, a step further. But if, if you think about the bank connectivity, the same, we have some ISO uh, uh, 2022, but, but again, it's not because you have an ISO that everything has been standardized and is as easy as it seems. But we can expect that uh, the function will evolve, will automate some processes, we can outsource some processes, we can certainly get some robots to do part of our work or to check what we are doing and to free up some time that we can dedicate to more added value tasks and to get a more strategic role than what, what we have faced over the last 10 years. So I think that it's the evolution I can see for the corporate trust to be closer to the CFO, to be more strategic, to be more involved in added value tasks, more in analysis and to get to, to the next, next level. And so uh, to be able to take some strategic decision rather than uh, executing and reporting. And when you say added value, what, what do you mean by that? Is that supply chain? Is that commodities or in the other add-ons to treasury or treasury itself? It, it could be on different things. So, but but uh, okay. of course, all the activities we we are covering, we can bring some value. Uh, it could be uh, to work more on the capital structure, to optimize the capital structure, and certainly to uh, reduce the need in working capital because you know that these days it's quite important to make sure that you are not oversizing uh, your credit facilities, your equity, so to find the right balance to optimize the work of the company. It could be on edging. Uh, you know that uh, these days with a, a strong dollar and a, a huge differential of interest, if you are uh, selling dollars, I can tell you that if you sell long-term, you are penalized by, by such a, a, a big differential. So uh, in terms of edging strategies, a lot of companies are reviewing their processes and there, of course, the corporate treasures could bring a lot of value. Same with commodity edging, a lot of volatility on the market. So we need to face a different environment. So it's also maybe a consequence of the crisis, but the geopolitical aspect, it's something that we need to consider. Uh, the volatility of the market is quite important. And these days we have to focus on, on not new risk, but risk that we were not necessarily uh, uh, addressing in that uh, uh, precise detail in, in the past. The same with counterparty risk. We know these days that 
uh, we face some risk with banks and the counterparty risk. It's not something that is uh, pure theory. It can happen that uh, a bank could be could be in default. So I think that we can bring value by by uh, implementing also new regulation. If you think about the transfer pricing bets, it's a good example where the corporate treasurers could, for the transfer pricing operation related to finance or, or edging, could bring value by optimizing the tax situation of, of the company. So we have many, many areas where we can bring value, but for that you need to free up time and to make sure that you are not completely glued with the day-to-day -day operation, manual processes. And so automation, it's a sort of a preliminary stage you can reach. And when you are there, yeah. you can uh, get more time for, for more analysis and, 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 and come with a strategic decision. But it's also, uh, the pre-requirement is also to get the report and the dashboarding to to make sure that you take the right decision. So, so we were a bit, let's say, stuck with this uh, compliance effort we made over the last year, EMEA, MIFI 2, KYCs, etc. Again, a lot of these uh, uh, these regulations were uh, fully justified. A bit too too tough for corporate trainers, but but just justified. As all, but but the quantity of uh, reports and compliance have have let's say change or modify slightly our job, and so we'd like to get rid of this reporting compliance thing to work more on things where we can really bring value to to the company and, and save the money of the company or, or or generate some value if we can. And you've you yourself, you've got obviously a very you know challenging role at RTL and number of members of the team and everything else, but you're heavily involved and you. You run the Atel Association. We've come along yeah. and you know helped out a couple of times, and and then also yeah. you do the EACT. Why are those yeah. important as well to your day job? Well, well, but number one, how do you balance them out? And number two, yeah. why? Uh, auto balance, a good question. So uh, first, I think that it's important to be enthusiastic about what you are doing. And I have to say that uh, I love Treasury. I, I really appreciate it because it's a highly technical job. And so uh, it's it's also one of my patients. So uh, it's something that I do because I like it. And so I, I want to discover, to discover new things, to be ahead of things, to be a leading edge. And so sometimes to be pioneer. Uh, for example, I've been pilot for, for a couple of projects at Swift. Uh, so I'll try to be uh, to be informed of the things. So it's a, a, a part of my my curiosity. I, I like to 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 be informed. That is a question of organization to to make sure that you are able to 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 find the time to to do that. I do a lot of things for Atel for my uh, article I publish. Uh, you know that I published more than 250 articles so far <laughs> over the last 20 years. And so the idea is also to uh, to uh, to work uh, outside the, the working hours. I'm quite lucky because I have a management that I've always supported, uh, the managers, the CFOs, because it's not only one, they've always supported my, my job and my role at the uh, Treasury Association, so it's great. Because it's also brought to me uh, uh, another perspective on, on, on Treasury. Uh, it was also a source of motivation. The fact that I, as explained, got the new role as a C CRO, Chief Risk Officer, beside the role of Head of Treasury and Corporate Finance. And the association give me, let's say, uh, three things that, that make my job uh, quite uh, interesting and attractive. And maybe after a while, you can be in a situation where we are a bit, uh, let's say, uh, um, not demotivated, but less motivated than you were in the past because you are doing things for, for, for years. In, my, in my, my role, I'm pleased because the company has evolved 
uh, what we did evolve and we were quite uh, leading in, in terms of new projects. Uh, we are pioneering a lot of things and adding some different tasks plus the association, and I come back in a minute on association, was quite exciting. Association, I'm involved at the early stage uh, uh, in Atel because we celebrated uh, uh, in, uh, in September our 24th anniversary at Atel. So uh, it's, I would say, uh, quite a rather old association in Europe. So I was there from the very beginning, first as banker and now as a full member and corporate treasurer. But I think it's great to have this kind of association. I do believe that networking is quite important. We need to work on our personal branding. And you know that much more than anyone else, that is quite important. And for me, the association was a way to create a network, to be closer to my peers, to share some ideas with them. And so we've tried to create this kind of atmosphere at Atel. At the ESCT level, yeah. it's another story. It's also something that we, we build something like 14, uh, 14, 15 years ago uh, with some uh, uh, a few associations. We were six at the beginning, uh, uh, continental Europe. It was called Euro Association, and then it has been renamed European Association to, to welcome new members. So we have now 23 associations, 21 countries. I think it's great because it's a sort of European project and in being a, a, a pro you, uh, uh, I've always tried to create, and, and more than that, just Europe, I've tried to, to, to create this association. I think it was quite uh, uh, important and useful for us to, to be a, a, a strong and solid body. And, and one of the reasons was after the financial crisis and there we demonstrated our strength it's the lobbying and, and try to influence the decision uh, that are taken in, in, in Brussels, consequences of the uh, G20 or OCD uh, uh, plan or, or, or whatever. But I think it was quite exciting to have a, a different role at the association level. It's still talking about treasury, working on treasury issues, but uh, uh, leaving an association and leading an association like that was also a, a challenge because it's, it's a way to also build Europe at our level, it was really a, a, an exciting yeah. adventure, and and I'm still excited so far. So I have to confess that I'm the uh, most not not the oldest, but the most ancient <laughs> member of ESCT uh, <laughs> at this stage, and and I'm still pleased and motivated. And so I'll try to combine the three of them. And at the end of the day, when you think about it, my boss understood that uh, from the very beginning that it's, it's great because being so involved in the association, I'm also um, quite leading in the discussion uh, for, for, for lobbying, the discussion with the uh, uh, supervisors or regulators, with uh, ESB. I was also a member with uh, some corporates like Mike Kirkland uh, uh, in, a, in a group at uh, ESB. So you can also try to influence and be part and, and, and be actor rather than just to, 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 to get the decision made by, by some other. So them, it's yeah. a different role, but, but really exciting. And where do you, really you know, with, you, with yourself and you've got those roles, you've got the RT up, so you're balancing all of those, but where do you see it next for you? You know, because obviously your treasurer has grown your career to this stage. You've got this really great team behind you and everything else, but what do you want next? What, what is there still for you to achieve before, you know, you, you've done a lot of stuff in Treasury. I'm not saying you're retiring yet, but you know, you've you've achieved a heck of a lot. What what next? What would be the pinnacle for you, or what else do you need to do? 
Yeah, oh, but in, uh, big big question. I, I cannot answer if I if I, I will be uh, there for another couple of years or until the end of my my career uh, yeah. uh, as corporate treasurer. We'll see. But uh, it's a great company. It's a, it's a, it's a highly profitable and, and nice company, and I have a lot of respect for my 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 company. It's quite important. And so far, it's great because we had a lot of new projects, and so they give me a lot of freedom to design the project I would like to to do. I'm not just uh, uh, executing or, or just a, a sort of European up of a multinational company. We can do things. We are doer. We have a certain freedom. So it's quite in, interesting. And I'm not sure that in a bigger company with a, a let's say a, a role where we are just executing the decision taken by a headquarters in the US or in Asia. It will be as exciting. So, so it's great to be really at the uh, group treasury center and to be able to take some decision. And I have this, let's say, luxury where my boss listen to the proposal and uh, very often support our proposal for 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 project. And uh, recently, I've been involved in the pension fund restructuring and the externalization of our pension fund. So it's really exciting project, and I'm 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 pleased to be involved in that. So. Uh, until I will get some uh, interesting project and exciting um, objective uh, to 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 do in my in my job, uh, I will stay and I will be uh, still uh, motivated as 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 ever. For the association, we'll see. I'll try to prepare my my succession and also to to create. And it's also a big challenge because we talk about transformation of company and and our roles. But we should not forget that the association has also are also facing a transformation with the new generation, the one and the millennium. And so we need also to to face this kind of challenge and to make sure that we will uh, remain a, a real network, physical network where people meet each other, discuss and share some ideas, rather than to be uh, just a, a, a social or, or say a virtual network. So it's quite important for us association. So. I have also many projects on my list at the uh, associations because it's not only one, it's also the World Association ICTA. It's three associations I'm working for. And yeah. I think it's, it's pretty exciting. I cannot answer the question, but the way and the date will not be as exciting as it is t- today. Maybe I will I will try to, to pass and, and ask them to, to, to take over. So, but um, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's something that uh, I, I do not consider at this stage yet. And again, if uh, a good job, uh, a good offer come, uh, uh, I'm always uh, uh, ready to, to take a new challenge. Uh, we will see, but it should be an exciting challenge. And I have to confess that uh, I really appreciate first company I'm working for and also the environment here in Luxembourg. It's a great country and uh, we have a lot of opportunities and, and the treasury function is moving quite uh, quite well in the right direction. So we have more and more interesting jobs created here. And so it's it's good to, to see our treasury community growing uh, over years. And you mentioned there about succession or people coming into the profession. Yeah. If there were one passing piece of advice, if someone's thinking, oh, you know, early stages of their career or they're making that move, yeah. what would you, you know, say that they should be doing? When I spoke to Sarah Jane uh, from GSK, she was very much about qualifications and, you know, you've yeah. obviously given some of the other bits, but what would you say someone's walking in because you, you've obviously coached people at different levels, yeah. but what have they got to think about? Right. Is it joining associations or yeah. is it all the other stuff or what would you say? First thing, uh, let's say, plead in favor of my 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 uh, my, my own chapel. I would say that uh, I will advise people to be member of the uh, National Treasury Association, ACT, IFTA, 
Yata or whatever in which country you are. So it would be yeah. my first advice. So work on your network, work on your, on your personal branding and try to, to remain, uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, updated, to remain employable. So that's the best piece of advice I could give. Uh, my, wife, my wife saw that I was mad because earlier this year I passed the certification for the ISO 31000 uh, risk management certification. But I still have, let's say, the um, the enthusiasm to learn and to to discover new things. So I, I completely agree with Sarah. I think qualification is good. Keep being, let's say, curious and and try to to keep learning. A lot of corporate traders are not reading, are not attending conferences, are not member associations. So, how could you claim to be a, a good treasurer if you are not looking what? Is going on around, knowing that we have a lot of changes. And I think it's quite uh, interesting and also nice to share with, with peers and to have this kind of, uh, let's say, exchange. And uh, it's extremely valuable and uh, uh, it's a way to, to, to remain uh, updated and, and employable. That, that's one of the advice I would give. Uh, do not think that things are, are done and there. And so you can just... Uh, 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 relax on your lower. So I think that you need to to keep learning because our profession will, will keep evolving and we have a lot of new things. But it's also what makes treasury more exciting than accounting or consolidation. In my view, it's more new things, new technology, and technology is really creating, it's an enabler for a lot of things. So I think that that would be uh, my, my, my piece of advice. Be, be curious. Yeah, keep curious on. and, and yeah. try to keep keep learning and, and and also be involved in your association talk to your peers and try to 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 share with them expertise it will give you also a network that could be useful that they would like to change your job or because of a merger because it's also a, a success in in a career so don't forget that uh, everything uh oh, it's mainly depending on on your capacity and your expertise and your talent but it's also part of luck. And sometimes you have companies with, with mergers. And so uh, you know that one plus one doesn't mean two in, t- in case of, of, of mergers. So you can be leading a trade department and then suddenly be number two, number three in a larger uh, organization. So, so be ready for changes. And, 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 and for that, you need to remain employable at any moment in time and, and just yeah. to prove that you are ready to onboard new challenges. So, because unfortunately, you have also sometimes the... Uh, accidents in life that make your your life a bit uh, complicated and so it's important to to keep that in mind well be be curious and but be remain prepared as 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 you as many treasurers always are yeah and then maybe the last point don't forget what i've mentioned already the soft skills i i keep thinking that uh, corporate treasurers at always impression that it's a technical job and so you need hard skills it's and it's right and more and more hard skills but you also need some soft skills to, to be more convincing, to, to talk to a senior level, to talk to audit committees, to talk to rating agencies. So you have more and more opportunities to, to be exposed to the external world. And for that, you need to, to develop your soft skills and you have many soft skills you can, you can develop. So it will be also maybe a piece of advice for, for the young generation. Do not uh, focus only on the art skills. Uh, yeah. Try to be, to be really fully prepared. Amazing. Great advice. Thank you from a, well, a treasury expert of, you know, many, many years. So it's, you know, fantastic to uh, have caught up with you and anything else to, you know, to sign off with, or, you know, I, I think that's, you know, really good advice for any of our listeners, really. Yeah. 
No, well, I think that uh, it's it's uh, the kind of, of thing I, I, I would recommend, and I, and I know that we have a really interesting and and, and very competent uh, organization. Some countries more developed than some others, but but again, we we try to to reinforce our community. It's quite important, especially these days where the decisions are taken at a supranational level. It's quite important to be involved, to be part of the game just to avoid a situation where you are in front of the fait accompli. And so they try to, to, to impose something that you, you can have maybe try to influence. So I, I think it's also important to be, to be actor of our life rather than to be just uh, uh, in a passive role. And a lot of corporate treasures, in my view, are, are just waiting and seeing what, what, what is happening. So it could be also quite interesting yeah. too to be vocal and to, to express you and and it's something that i found really exciting to be to be part of the uh, of the decision process and to be involved in all these things uh, emil is a good example more recently beps uh, ifrs9 and so it's great because it's exciting and it's good because it's a way also to be involved in the things and to to try to early uh, uh, onboard them and, and to be prepared uh, on time or to be pioneer and sometimes to to dare to test things uh, because it's always the same. I, uh, we were pilots for a lot of projects with Swift and some of my teammates ask for, but, but what are we, are we pilots? Is it very useful? Could we not simply wait and it will be ready? We will, we will onboard the solution. But I think that it's, it's unfair. We should also be part of the solution and also try to, to design the solution as, as we want it. And so uh, it's, it's uh, more effort, but at the end it could be more valuable and, and, and better for us. So yeah. that's, that's my advice. But the good news, well, I think well. that the profession will, will keep evolving over the next year. And I think that uh, this type of excitement and changes and evolution or transformation is not yet over. And uh, it will be uh, interesting and challenging years ahead of us. Yeah, fantastic. Well, well, it's, uh, you know, I look forward to helping you in your association and being part of it. And thank you for your time for the podcast. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for you, Mike. I know that you, you, you support the treasured profession and I really appreciate that. I think it's quite important because it's a, really a community and it's quite important for, for us to, to try to, uh, to, to help and to serve our member as the best to make sure that we will have a good uh, corporate treasurers, good talent, and uh, that's one of the challenges to, to, uh, to help the young generation to be the uh, treasury talent of, of tomorrow. Yeah, and that's hopefully what we can keep on giving advice through the podcast as well. So, uh, no, thank you for your time. Thank you, Mike. <laughs>